Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. In a 2016 interview in the New York Times, award-winning actor Ben Affleck did some reflecting, and he reflected on the pressure he feels as an actor to hide his brokenness. He said, when I watch movies where there are heroes that are entirely likable, he says, I find that boring. Instead, he said, I think it's interesting how we manage to be the best versions of ourselves, despite our flaws and weaknesses. What did he mean by brokenness? It's really got me thinking this week. You know, he said, despite all of his success, he still feels when he goes into a project that he really must prove himself that he has a right to be there. You know, sometimes I watch movies and sometimes the movies I watch, I always think these people are all too perfect in this movie. And, and where is their realness? I think when he was talking about brokenness, he was talking about being authentic, an authentic person. And when we're authentic, we all have to embrace our brokenness. What do we mean by that? When we define brokenness in the dictionary, it's defined as fragmented, born, fractured. In a human or spiritual context, what, what causes that type of brokenness in a person? Well, we're all human and we all have life struggles. And we all have things in our life that perhaps we have struggled with. I, I've met so many people who have relatives and that they're estranged from. Sometimes there's a separation from our loved ones, maybe due to location or maybe hard feelings. There's hurt that people deal with in life that, that live with from something that happened in their past, maybe that happened to them. There's a loneliness sometimes people feel, and in that loneliness, they feel broken and less than. Um, there's many things that people might struggle with. Someone who uh, was in a foster care as a child might feel like they didn't have a good child. There's divorce that, that causes a lot of feelings of brokenness. There's the death of a loved one that may, may go on for many years. The person would feel very broken. There's an alienation, and there's also discrimination that people feel where they feel less than. In the Gospel of Matthew, we read a beautiful story in Matthew chapter 9 about Jesus meeting Matthew. And Matthew was a tax collector. And the tax collectors back then wasn't considered a very prestigious job. It was just the opposite. They were the people that were charging a little bit more, and they weren't being honest, skimming some off the top so, so they could live a very lavish lifestyle. Jesus meets Matthew, and he says, hey, I want to go have dinner with you. Can I come to your house? So Jesus goes to Matthew's house, this tax collector that his family didn't even like, and other, these other tax people come, and, and the religious leaders at the time said, Jesus, what are you doing? You're hanging out with this motley crew of these people that in a society we really don't respect. Jesus had a way of doing that. Later on in that passage, it talks about how he healed a young girl who, was, who had died, and Jesus brought her back. And on the way to healing this girl, a woman who was very sick, she said, only if I could touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed and I'll be well. And Jesus blesses her, and she's healed, and he goes on to call her daughter. 
people in that type of culture back then, particularly women, were, were less than. They were marginalized citizens. But Jesus took the time to hang out with those kind of people. You know, there are people on the margins who feel if, as if society thinks they do not matter. It was very typical in Jesus' day in that culture. But you know, it's a part of our day today. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt on the outside where you just quite didn't fit in for some reason? You know, the world is very large and very busy and very complex. It's made up with a variety of different people from faith backgrounds, from cultures, from races. Uh, there's a lot of ways we can discriminate from each other. In Jesus' day, the world and religious establishment had labeled these people as unimportant. And then Jesus starts hanging out with them. And, you know, I've heard stories of, of people also who have come out of religious cults or faith backgrounds that they felt less than. I spoke to a woman this week who was a member of a particular church, and when she got divorced, she felt like she couldn't go back to that church. And although she would go, uh, she wouldn't participate in communion because she felt she was less than. You know, the tax collectors. Uh, Jesus broke bread with them, and he hung out with people who really sometimes in society, uh, they really weren't accepted. They, they lived outside the Jewish law. And in that culture, you didn't break bread with those people. So the elite then judged Jesus as he was outside the law as well because he was hanging out with his crowd. You know, there is shunning in our world where sometimes there's, uh, oh, we shun people for a variety of reasons. And, and that person may feel like psychologically they're being bullied because they're being treated differently. You know, Jesus healed these women. One woman was a daughter of a religious leader. And, you know, back then, even to touch a dead person was considered you were unclean. And then Jesus meets this woman who is suffering with this 12-year health issue. And she was considered an unimportant person because she was a woman. And Jesus lets her know that she was important. He stops. He addresses her. And he turns to her. And he calls her daughter. Very significant. What, what do we have in common with these, these beautiful narratives in, in the Gospel of Matthew? You know, all of these people were untouchables. People without a place, a future, and dignity. You know, in our society today, there are people that are just the same. People who really don't fit in. They feel like, maybe I don't have a place. And I don't have a future. I have no dignity because who I am. Their lives did not matter back then to the ruling class, so they got the message loud and clear, I, I don't matter. In this gospel narrative, Jesus does what he has done in his three-year ministry. He reaches out to the unclean, to the marginalized. He eats with the sinner, the lepers, and the sex workers. He was mis misunderstood, but he was right. How can we apply this lesson of the beautiful story of Jesus meeting, meeting these people where they were, how can we apply this lesson to our lives? Well, just this very month of June, in our society here in the United States, we've celebrated a holiday called Juneteenth. It's a holiday to honor Black history and African Americans in our society. 
we take time to do that. We also have celebrated Pride Month, where we honor our gay community for their contributions to society. And, and as a way of saying, you're not forgotten, you're not living on the margins, you're, you're a part of our culture, you're a part of our world. We had someone come to speak to our church several weeks ago, and she works for a local mission. And she talked about food insecurities, how people right here, our middle-class community, our middle-class neighborhoods, children that aren't eating well this summer because they're not in school. There's food insecurities, people who might feel marginalized, disenfranchised. How about those that are hated? I really thought about that this week, and I try not to be a judgmental person, but we all have our own prejudice. And I thought, who would I say I, I hate? And then I, I thought about this terrible war that's taking place in Ukraine. I said, do I hate Russians? And I thought, I can't say I, I hate all Russians because you, you can't condemn everyone for uh, this, this terrible war. How can I look at those who are causing difficulty in our society, in our world, and have, have a love for them and have a non-judgmental attitude? Then I thought about the words of Jesus as I struggled with this, and I thought about the two commandments that Christ gave. And he said, do these two things, you're going to be okay. The first commandment was to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul. I said, I can do that. That's number one. Number two is a little harder. Jesus said the second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we often love those around us, but sometimes people are a little harder to love. Are you perhaps feeling in your life inconsequential, like you don't matter? How can we be accepting and loving of ourselves as well as loving those who are marginalized and disenfranchised? I penned these down this morning because I was thinking, how can I do a better job at this? And I said, number one is I need to be informed. If I know about other people and other cultures and other faith backgrounds, and if someone's different from me, maybe I could try a little harder to understand who they are, to be informed. And then number two is to be sensitive to the differences. We're not all the same. We all, all have unique abilities and uniquenesses about ourselves. Maybe it's being a little bit more sensitive to people who are different than myself. Number three is not to be judgmental not to judge. It's so easy to judge other people. Number four is ask God for understanding. When you're having a hard time accepting someone, ask God for understanding. And then number five is just to accept them. Accept others as Jesus has accepted us. He sat down with those people who were considered not the best people in his culture, in his society, but he took time. He was sensitive. Can we also reach out to those around us who might be different, who maybe we don't completely understand, and be sensitive, loving, accepting, and caring? That is my prayer for you. Thank you. God bless you.